welcome to Still Unsponsored. I'm Chris. Hi. Hey, I'm Zach, as always. As always. As always. That was a little bit disorganized on our part. Well, your part, not mine. Yeah. Yeah, my part. User error operating the uh, awesome soundboard thing. Yeah. Exactly. Well. All right, Zach, what are we talking about tonight? Well, Chris, thanks for asking. Let's uh, let's let's kick off something easy since we started talking about this a couple weeks ago. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so since we last talked and chatted about this, I think that was what a whopping two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I think we've been discussing it for that long. The it, it's been the main theme of our revived podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think did we ever get an S, a number of how many people have opted out? of elon's email yet because i think there was like 3500 people left at the company then he sent out that email that had the expiration of last thursday to click yes i want to be extremely hardcore so i don't know if it's just memes because i get a lot of my news from memes because why would i want to watch the nightly news <laughs> yeah well, why would you want to watch the nightly news yeah, yeah. i mean if i'm going to get depressed i might as well laugh a little bit about it yeah, uh, yeah. but the memes were basically saying like Hey, Twitter is now an army of H1B uh, mm. visa holders because mm. they're down to work long hours and uh, you know maintain their sponsorship, which is just mm. cruel <laughs> and yeah. like a sad commentary on several fronts. I wonder how many of those folks are there. I wonder what percentage it made up because I know a lot of the companies are trying to get more H1. Yeah. Folks. Like I don't the big, know. The, like you know, Microsoft. I know Bill Gates was a big proponent of it. I know he's been long gone from Microsoft, but huh. right, all right. And now everyone's kind of per. I saw some tweets going out that this is the end of Twitter and that the system's going to crash and it's basically held on by a little bit of bubble gum right now and shoelaces and. So there's still so time, time for you're... my prediction to come true. Yeah, there's still time. What, what was your prediction? Do you remember the timeline? Uh, it, of... it was. Within 90 days, they'd have a major outage, and it it was you know basically due to the the right guy not being at the keyboard when something mm. minor happens. That was you know that was kind of like the theme of my prediction. But I think, I mean, I feel like I've been kind of right in the sense that they like really botched the rollout of their new blue check thing and had to roll back. And you know, there's a lot of like frantic running around. So. It's still up, though, so I don't know. I don't think you can count that one yet. No, I don't, I don't get a, a 100% win on that one, for sure. No. Are they bringing that thing back? Are they, like, re-pivoting the $8 a month thing? Well, I think they put it on hold, or maybe it was that they changed it so you had to have a account prior to, like, November 1st or something <laughs> to pay the $8, because basically what people were doing is they were you know, standing up Chiquita bananas and, yeah. you know, Donald Trump and, you know, whatever else, yeah. and then paying for the blue check mark and, you know, causing chaos. So the two were, I think it was Eli Lilly. It was a pharmaceutical company. And mm -hmm. they said, uh, starting tomorrow, insulin will be free, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. I think the market cap on that company tanked. And then Chiquita bananas had a humorous one where they, they said something, the fake account said something to the effect of like, we've overthrown the Brazilian government and the legit account came back and said like, we haven't overthrown a South American government since 1958. And it's, like, <laughs> it's just, uh, uh, faithful. Uh, 
<laughs> Face I, palm. Yeah, I don't know if that's um probably should have spent more time in uh the PR review on that one. Maybe not let yeah. the intern just go to the Wikipedia page and uh do Copy some fact paste. checking. Yeah. <laughs> it was factually accurate, however. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. All right. right, so how much longer do you think it's got then? Because I, I, I don't know. If, okay, here's my question. So if, it, if they're, the other side of this is the operational revenue side. Yeah. It sounds like that one is like just cratering. It sounds like all the, one, all the companies that were spending any sort of big bucks on that platform are piecing the F out. Yeah, so like, which again, how, I don't. What, uh, what's going to happen there? How do you get out of that? I mean, I, we may not know for years because there's no way yeah. we're going to get real data on this. I, I think my observation stands of when I go to the Twitter app and scroll, I see a lot of like app advertising for like, mm-hmm. you know, shady ass, you know, like gambling games and like mm-hmm. pay to win type stuff. So, yeah, the, the quote big advertisers, the GEs and the, you know, the media companies or whatever might be gone. Mm-hmm. But I bet there is a core amount of revenue. I guess the question is just like, can it be floated by those, you know, a shady app marketplace? I don't know. I I mean, you're talking media agencies that have IOs for hundreds of thousands of dollars here. Right, exactly. When those disappear, you can't (laughs) plug a hole. Yeah, (laughs) you can't lose a lot of whales. No pun intended. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See what I did there? Look at that. Look yeah. at that. There you go. I'm, nice I'm nice proud of tie in there, yeah. Zach. Proud of myself. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways. All right. So Twitter remains to be seen what happens, but uh That shit's on fire. Like it's it's, it's I'm just I'm enjoying the ride. I you know, me too. I okay, so what team are you on? Are you on team burn it to the ground or like let's make this thing successful? Like it's fun to watch mm-hmm. the show. I would way rather watch this than sports ball. Which is the reason we keep talking about it. Sports ball. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably Switzerland. I don't care one way or the other. Like, I don't use Twitter, so I don't really care. Uh, what I would like to have happen, though, is for this to be a wake-up call. And because I actually do watch the news, Chris, I am a well-informed citizen uh, who gets my news from various publications. I would love to have media agencies stop just copy and pasting Twitter posts and calling that news. Yes. So I, well, maybe yeah, that's a wake-up call with you that, that, you know, because it's just the, what the, yeah, I, I can read too. Thank, thank you for that. Um, so maybe that's kind of the, I guess in that case, then I would hope for burn it to the ground? At least the style needs to change. You know, like, yeah. you would think that in some quarters they realize that a tweet going viral is not journalism. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Well, you would think, but. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about the big thing. DT being back involved there. Who? Donald Trump. Oh. Being invited back on. Yeah, but he hasn't done anything with it yet. Right. Well, yeah, so, he's got his, he's got his uh, what was it? Truth Social. Right. Elon coming in and saying, all right, I'm taking over uh, Twitter and, you know, Jordan Peterson and Don- Donald Trump and Babylon B, all these guys, you're, you're welcome back. Immediately negated the whole point of this like you know fifth tier social media thing that's growing that's like niche specific which yeah 
you know, there's, I think there's layers to all of this conversation, especially like the, yeah, we're going to talk about Facebook here in a minute, but the, there's the questions about like, is this good business move? You know, yes, no, maybe, but then is it just generally healthy for society? You know, and mm-hmm. we're always approaching questions from, do I like this as a consumer versus do I like this as a marketer? And I think that diverse groups being smashed together on one platform should be healthy because at least then they get some exposure to each other. Because if it's a straight up like air gapped filter bubble where they have no contact with each other, that seems intensely unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's not just that as we have you, as you just curse each other out. And... No, I mean, they're both just screaming into the voids their own respective yeah. voids getting like a, a sea of nodding heads yeah you go you know. girl <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah all right well there, there's twitter uh right. i think the next time we talk about twitter it should be either when it's imploded or it has recovered and never talk about it again in between all right i i like that okay. deal i right. will i will watch the twitter sports ball and keep it to myself good good sports ball all right what else you got zach uh well you already alluded to it the facebook the facebook so here's what's happening you mean the meta in the next yeah that's what that was my first correction here's what's happening first it's not the facebook anymore it's not even the facebook it's just meta which we've covered multiple times so get it right chris (laughs) uh (laughs) so but the property from meta known as facebook there we go there we go uh, so they announced last week that they are removing from people's profiles the following fields. Interested in, religious views, political views, and address. Some of these have already been removed from targeting when you're doing advertising earlier this year. But I guess my, my, my question is, and my kind of hypothesis slash conspiracy theory, is why they're doing this. What difference does this make? And so... One angle that I'm thinking it's from is in some magical way, their algorithm, you know, the filter bubble, as you call it, whatever gets surfaced to you, at least from the initial kind of setup of your account, that, that stuff that you see is kind of based upon whatever these, whatever's inside these profile fields. Like there's been, there, and I don't have to dig them up, but there's been legit publications that have set up two different profiles on Facebook. One that says, hey, I'm a conservative. One that says I'm a liberal. And the information that gets surfaced immediately is night and day different just from those two attributes. So I guess my conspiracy theory thought number one is that the initial algorithm setup is being updated to be less, hopefully, kind of less polarized. That's mm-hmm. conspiracy theory one. The question is then, okay, well, once you go down that track, does it keep going? Because <laughs> once you get, you know, when, once you get a little bit of momentum going there, you know, Newton's law, do you just, does it keep going? Does it not matter? Like if you've been on Facebook for, you know, years and years and years, does it make, make any difference now? Is it using those profile fields? I don't know. That'd be an interesting question that, you know, someone much smarter than me knows. So that um, would be my theory is that yeah. it wouldn't matter because even if they, let's just accept at face value, which is something that is probably true where whether you're joining Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and it, prompts you with that screen of find someone to follow, find something mm-hmm. to like, uh, whole onboarding flow. And you're going to choose like, 
I either love, you know, the left guy or the right guy or this or that. You're, you're starting to send signals about your personality. And so, you know, I don't think you need to type in my interests are X, Y, and Z. Although I, I wonder if that's healthier. Like, I wonder if it, what would be healthier is if they took the interests, but then just deleted all the political ones. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, my theory is that the, the algo is going to understand very quickly what you are. And in fact, mm-hmm. the, algor- the algorithm might have a truer read on what you are than what you say you are. The machine knows all. The machine knows all. Also, it's interesting that they're Paul Nees. So, like, address, I could see why. I, don't, I mean, if you're putting your address into Facebook, my goodness. Yeah. Um, shame on you. Uh, but the interested in one is interesting because I th- think that that's the one, like, what you're attracted to, isn't it? I think that's what you're attracted i think that's like male or female or bi or whatever um so that's an interesting one that they would yank and same with religious views is it is it just for again conspiracy theory number two is this to make facebook less polarizing i don't know okay so may, maybe maybe i misunderstood you so interested in being like Okay, I'm filling out my profile. I say I'm a man interested in women. Right. I'm pretty sure that's what that interested in field okay. is. So I, I, I was thinking correctly. about it, it was like pages, but interested in it used to be like there was hobbies that you'd put in, but they replaced that with pages to like uh, mm-hmm. you know, years and years ago. This is yeah, like ten years ago stuff. Uh so yeah, I guess again, they probably don't need to know that because they're probably gonna yeah. know that by, you know, what you <laughs> like and and engage with they'll probably know more about you than you know about you yeah so but here's a question if you're starting to remove a lot of the targeting mechanisms and you're starting to remove facebook's creepy slash genius black box for targeting people when lookalike audiences and then you start to strip away some of the demographic information what exactly are you left with are we returning to like 1996 banner ads i mean kind of yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I mean. So when you set new Facebook campaigns now, I literally just got an email from one of their automated rap emails. Your audience should be a million people or greater. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, I, so my, again, I, I think what we're seeing, and you can see it in, in their earnings announcements and everything else, is that iOS update really effed up Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, and so I think they're trying to figure out, I, I candidly, I think they're trying to figure out how the hell to get out of this and figure out something that they can pivot to. Um, that, that's my suspicion. I mean, you lose all that black box targeting. What do you got Facebook for then? Right. So Apple takes that away from you, but then your own like kind of maybe wokeness takes away the interested in thing. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the reasoning is for it. I guess the I guess the point maybe is like since you can't target on these things as an advertiser anyways. You used to be you used to be able to do whatever you wanted. Remember back in the day? You right. could do any single right. thing and it, it's cool. what made Facebook so creepy. You could target one right. person. Bingo. Yeah. Uh those were the days. <laughs> but uh the glory days. Uh, be, yeah. Because you can't target on these things, it probably doesn't make a difference to have them in there in the first place. And so maybe it's just getting rid of it and just I don't know. If it doesn't need to be there, why is it there? Type of thing, which is kind of counterintuitive to the way Facebook's always been is collect all the data. 
But I don't think there's any other social media platform out there that allow, you know, asks you for your religion. Or asks, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think when you're signing up for the TikTok, they're asking you what religion you're interested in. I mean, if you sign up for like Christian Mingle, or do you, are you at well, least implying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, self-selection at that point. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's interesting. I wonder what else they're going to pull out. Um, if anything, from the profiles. I, my, I guess my overall point is, what are they using this information for to begin with? Was it ever being used? Conspiracy theories access, yes, probably for advertising, but then that got taken away. So now they're trying to make the algorithm less antsy-pantsy. Because um, why, why would you go through this effort to update this stuff? Okay, so let's marry our... our like investor side of the brain with marketing side of the brain, right? So as marketers, we can see the damage that Apple has done to Facebook. Mm-hmm. And looking at, I mean, you don't have to look further than their stock chart to see, you know, the real harm that has inflicted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I don't see, again, flipping back to the marketing side, is the fight. Like, I don't, you know... Facebook should be like full on, like beyond wartime, you know, footing, trying to really figure out what they're going to do. And I'm not, you know, like removing fields here and there doesn't seem like that kind of seems like a business as usual thing. Like, oh, we're just going to update this to stay relevant. It doesn't feel like the, you know, flames are shooting out the windows and we're really, you know, fighting to keep this thing above water. Chris, the metaverse. I mean, okay, so they're trying to take what little cash flow they have, or I mean, a lot of cash flow. A lot of cash and, flow. <laughs> and go crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. okay, so Mark Zuckerberg's either the smartest man alive, uh, you know, and we're going to forget who Steve Jobs is and just talk about yeah. the Zuck, or yeah. he's going to disappear. And that's all going to happen in the what the next like five years in the in the metaverse he'll disappear into the metaverse he'll right. he'll, he'll be, uh, be uploaded <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know uh, that that that's a really interesting company um, you know maybe uh, something to consider too is like Instagram is still super duper duper popular like even though a lot of the targeting has been removed from Facebook Instagram still from a targeting standpoint it's basically the same but. I don't think all is lost. Like it's it's easy to be pessimistic on Facebook, but they're still their daily average users. Just because it's not growing, I mean, you have most of the world on it. So, so I will again at the risk of observation bias, which is like my default thing here. But you know, we're we're having a fun conversation. My Instagram feed has been kind of hilarious over the last couple of years because you know, like my hobbies are not California normal. bro approved. Uh, They're not normal. <laughs> not normal. I, I guess if not, if, if liking to compete in shooting competitions is not normal, you know, uh, fine. So there was a definitive day, probably like five years ago where like all of the firearm related content disappeared from my, uh, my, feed like my Mm -hmm. uh my discovery feed Mm -hmm. and i i was like okay this is weird 
because it was a, such a stark difference. And so I went and I like tried to, you know, like follow and unfollow accounts and like posts, you know, and follow hashtags, but nothing like worked to bring that back. And instead, you know, we've joked about this before that like it just decided to, you know, show me zip popping videos, which I mean, who's not into that? It's something kind of cathartic I love, I love about watching. It. I love watching that show. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's that. So it wasn't all bad. Anyway. <laughs> In the last week or so, it's back. Yeah. Interesting. And so I wonder if they felt a squeeze from TikTok just generally putting the hurt on them, as well as maybe a perception that face or that Twitter is opening back up and about to become the Wild West. They didn't want like, you know, average user that, you know, was into things that they might not hundred percent love to just pack up and leave interesting do you think they opened up the i don't know they turned the dial down or something on on what then what what was the what do you think they changed then i think they and i think that zuck has basically like in his rogan interview kind of confirmed that they have ways of throttling things like kind of like they did Mm. with the uh the laptop story Mm -hmm. i think they had like soft throttles on if it's kind of in these categories, then we're going to like really limit the amount of spread that a post is allowed to have. So you think you just dialed that back? I think they so just in dialed your that case, back. you in your case, yeah. like for example, shooting or guns or whatever was right on the list of there. Eh, well, we're going to dial this up on moderation or right. Preventing it from going. Right. Right. Huh. Exactly. Exactly. Huh? Yeah. That's interesting. That's super interesting. I I would not be surprised. Like I mean, like the political ads, you know, like all the all those types of things. I know they're trying to control a lot of that. That can go so away forever. Please take them. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, that yeah. one. Okay, I mean, that one was actually kind of hilarious. So I mean, again, think about like my personal like Instagram profile. Like when I'm getting targeted by Beto, Mister Come and Take It. It doesn't seem like they're spending their money wisely. So I wasn't exactly sure who to like kind of laugh at. Was it the ad well, manager or was, was it, gonna say, or was who, it the who, algo? Yeah. Like, you who, know? who knows? Yeah. Who knows what that campaign said it was set up as? Right. It could just be everyone in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's right, a strong so correlation that. between people that like temple popping and uh, people that vote for Beto. Who knows? There you go. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I, 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 circling all the way back to kind of the initial thing about Bob here. Mm-hmm. What the heck is going? <laughs> like, okay, epic level, made a level. <laughs> I don't know. Pun intended. Right. How do you get around Apple's privacy stuff? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, this know. is going back to the was the flock, Google's flock, whatever they called it. I mean. My goodness. Apple has so much power to just do whatever. Well, when Apple search comes out, let me know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I don't... I think, you know, we were not particularly fans of Facebook for a variety of reasons, for like, you know, kind of personal creep factor reasons. Uh, but you know, I, I fear, and this kind of comes back to my feelings on Twitter 
and versus like and blasting apart Twitter into a bunch of little microservices. You know, did we did we blow up a bad guy only to create like the galactic empire of bad guys? <laughs> I don't know. Only time will tell. <laughs> I don't know. That's good to you know, uh good old Battlestar Galactica. This has all happened before and all happen again. Right. Right, right, I exactly. Mean, well, okay, and so maybe following that thread of just because you can doesn't mean you should, we should talk about the return of paywalls. Okay, sure. That sounds good. Okay. So you and I <laughs> have have both noticed and have had offline conversations about the rise of Substack. OnlyFans, you know, basically all these little micro transaction services. And I'll, I'll give my take. And I, I think there's, again, multiple levels of this. But I think that as journalism died on Twitter and as users were trained for micro transactions and then realized there was potentially benefit to it. So it's like you don't need to watch cable TV, you can micro transact your way to your perfectly curated field something like hubs or hubs uh substack was like primed to take off mm-hmm. and so i think that you know the consumer behavior uh paved the way the, the consumer training maybe is what i should say paved the way and then yeah and so it's like obviously only fans is just a killer business but should you do that <laughs> which is just the like <laughs> Well, what came first? Did did uh, Patreon come first or did OnlyFans come first? Patreon. So I wonder if that's kind of what the inspiration was behind some of these. Because that was like when you could first easily, and please, you know, apps more than I do. The Patreon to me is like the first one where you could start rewarding the creator easily. Yeah, but Patreon wasn't, Which, wasn't uh, niche specific. Right, right. But then, so Substack is an example of that. You can support the creator, right? So you, whoever you like, a reporter, or an author, or something right. else, you can support them. So I wonder if that's kind of what, same thing, like OnlyFans is Patreon, but for other goodies. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, paywalls are back. Yeah. Even like uh, all the uh, even beyond micro, I don't know what you consider a microtransaction. To me, a microtransaction is less than a buck. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. Uh, I think because like Washington, sorry. like Washington, uh, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, New York Post, not New York Post, but anyways, you go to the websites and they have the ad blockers and everything else saying this is gated. Business Insider is a good one. Yep. And so those are all paywalled. Right. Uh, which is interesting because some of them already have syndication deals with Apple News. So I wonder how that works. That's a whole other separate topic we should talk about. It's Apple News and how that works. Um, but anyway, so the, the, the paywalls, yeah, they're, they're back. And so, I don't know. Pay for what you like now? I, I don't know. I, I think it's pay for what you like. I think there's a couple things that I see in the consumer behavior. Like, I, I think that microtransactions doesn't have to be like, as micro, you know, I think it probably depends on the individual, but I think a micro transaction mm-hmm. could probably be up to like 10 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. the depth of the addiction, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so like the play to win games, I think really have industrialized 
the slot machine element at home. And so they yeah. get, you know, people to spend hundreds of dollars on, you know, crazy stuff. Hey, do you remember the game that really kicked that one off in my mind? Uh, yeah, it was the villager attack thing. Farmville well, on Farmville, Facebook. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. then there was the one after that. What was the one that everyone was addicted to uh, for a while? I thought it was Farmville. There was a sort of like tower defense slash village management one uh, that I'm spacing on right now. Oh, balloons? No. Oh, that's that's the one I play is balloons. You you play the game that Rick and Morty created for Jerry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Want to build a map? Uh. <laughs> anyways, what was your point here? I think my point is that consumers have gotten used to that microtransaction thing, and that mm-hmm. you you probably could figure out a way to bring that back, like bring that back into more like SaaS things. So instead of bundling, we're starting to like deconstruct bundles, but have people make the buying decision in like much smaller ways so think about like think about if you had gotten so used to sending a text message but that it was like every time you sent a text message it was like hey do you want to pay one cent for this and you just well, like that was text messages back like 10 years ago right exactly but back then we hated before it. i message and so now yeah. uh, hopefully at&t is not listening to this because they're probably like you know drooling no, they're definitely over. listening they're definitely <laughs> listening yeah don't do this at&t uh but yeah, I mean, they can't because iMessage has killed them. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. You know what? It's funny. You mentioned deconstruct bundling, but I was just thinking that's a great business idea is what if you had a bundle of Substacks or a bundle of OnlyFans or whatever? There's a business idea. So, okay. I, I think I remembered what I wanted to talk about here. It's like the, the problem with social media is that why in the effort to at scale take advantage of consumer behavior at a certain scale we realize that the training the effect turns around right and then you can potentially train society in ways that we don't necessarily want to right so there's a bunch of studies that show like, you know, kids have much lower attention spans and it kind of correlates with, you know, like TikTok and social media usage or mm-hmm. just the like the problems that I think are going to crawl out of OnlyFans where it's like we're training people to have like monetized relationships, you know, your word choice is perfect here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I can say I that know. I'm so happy that I got married young. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. dodged a lot of what seems to be like absolutely crippling, uh, you know, yeah. innovations, quote, innovations. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. What else you got? I don't, anything else to, I, I don't really have anything else. This, this was an odd can, collection of things we were thinking yeah, about. Yeah, this is kind of a hodgepodge. Yeah. On, on the collapse talk, you want to talk about FTX again? Yeah. Did you see that uh, Bang Bros is submitting a... Aha! Aha! There's a good tie-in here. Bang Bros submitted an application for renaming the Miami Arena. 
it was ftx you know arena what? i saw that in, again in meme format and sometimes i'm like <laughs> no it's real sometimes i'm it's like real. i should go fact check this and then i'm like those are not words i want to type into a browser uh so <laughs> and then apparently some strip club guy also like uh tried to put a bit in as well He's like, you well, know Bang every all that news headlines have been doing. saying you know blast radius the ftx mm-hmm. blast radius and that's a good blast radius i i think that you know like i'm looking down right now so bitcoin's at 15580 so it's it's down substantially just from where it was pre ftx and it keeps going down right and i think everyone expects more shoes to drop because there was like again the hyper financialization of the crypto space meant that all of these things started getting built on top of each other and so when the big players fall over would you say they built on top of each other in the blockchain? oh it, it was <laughs> yes look at me it look was like a, a card chain uh mm-hmm. a card so, chain yeah which is so funny because you know and again a lot of people are pointing out like uh crypto was supposed to be about decentralization and then everyone jumped on the centralized you know bandwagon and then when these Mm -hmm. guys go down it it crushes you know like it it absolutely crushes the stuff and so you know i in a in a rare turnabout i think i'm starting to think that you know some regulation is probably very good for the crypto space especially for the people that if you especially if you're a centralized business like with a business license and like u.s employees and like if you want to go down that route and if you want to contribute to you american politics like hey you know uh lobbyists and stuff like that like maybe there should be some regulation involved here well now i know why you got targeted for beto's ads <laughs> you want some government <laughs> regulation yeah. okay i mean i still right. think that the decentralized applications like i don't, I don't even know how you would regulate that like oh we're going to regulate this thing as like it exists nowhere you know like the front the front page the home page is on some amazon server somewhere um yeah i still don't get the point of it all but cool well yeah and and i do you know the the tinfoil hat side of me still really believes that there should be you know a way of transacting that's sort of outside the government's reach so well you're quite a uh conundrum yeah you want regulation but not regulation but you want regulation well i think if you're going to do it centralized right so Mm. one of the things that all the crypto people run around saying is not your keys not your crypto right so if you put your crypto into a centralized you know whatever it's not yours it's theirs and you know you're handing over custody and it's just not, you know, we have the FDIC for a reason, right? Yeah. The FDIC? For banks. What's the insurance corporation? Yeah, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation or whatever. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you, it yeah. insures up to $250,000 of deposited into a bank. So if the bank yeah. goes bankrupt, you get your money. Mm. Right. So you want your cake and eat it too with the crypto. Kind of. I think that Mm -hmm. what I want to do is I more want to create disincentives for bad behavior. Because I think that 
you know, the more we find out about this Sand Bankman Freed guy, which is not a guy that I like really followed, uh, you know, during the last bull market, but it seems like he was a very cynical actor. So he was very much like running a, you know, a business that he knew was not on solid ground, but at the same time, you know, donating to politicians, trying to be, you know, the, the favorite child kind of to what end, you know, um, there's a chat between him and a Vox journalist, I think that you should go read Mm. and it's just scary. Well, once you tell me the commercial purpose for crypto where you can actually use it, let me know. Well, we don't need to turn this into a four hour podcast. Yeah. Definitely be on sponsor then. (laughs) All right, Zach, are we calling it? All right. I think we're calling it. I think this is a weird one. The time of the day is interesting. So I think we're all kind of spent. It's the, uh, yeah, I'm getting over a a bug and it's like gloomy and awesome. Yeah. yeah, I got something on my throat too. It's weird. Like uh, allergies or something. Yep. All right. There it is. This is exciting. There's the music. Yeah, we're done. Okay. We're done. Okay, bye. Okay. Okay, bye.